Welcome to the Luminate Speakeasy podcast, where luminaries from all across the globe share their real life stories of awakening. I'm your host, Amy Patti. Let's get into today's episode. Hey there, before we dive into the show, I wanted to pop in and give a brief introduction to today's luminary. Her name is Allie Fitzpatrick, and she is a transformational intuitive life and spiritual guide, a kundalini yoga and meditation teacher, and a whole bunch of other things that you can read about in the show notes. I'm going to include her full bio there. But she is masterful at guiding women to activate and awaken the infinite within their sole purpose and what they came here to do. And the reason she's so masterful at this is because of her own awakening journey and how she came to discover her own purpose for being here. And you're going to get to hear about that in today's show. So you may want to grab a notebook and a pen because at the end of our time together, we do go over some really useful tools for anyone who is on a journey of discovering their own soul and their own soul's purpose for being here. So enjoy the show. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Luminate Speakeasy podcast. I'm your host, Amy Patti, and today I am joined by a very special guest, Allie Fitzpatrick, and she's an amazing woman, which I already told you about in the intro, and so we're going to just dive right in. Allie, are you ready to share a story of awakening? Yes. Amy, thank you so much for having me. I am so grateful to be here and to be getting to share some of my own story. Yes. Some of the lessons that I've learned. Yes. I'm excited to hear this story and I just want to thank you for being vulnerable because I know it's not easy to come on to a podcast that's going to be publicized out to the world and share an intimate story. So thanks for being here. <laughs> so let's dive in. Take it away. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So so much of this specific um, awakening experience that I got to go through has to do with my external reality not completely being aligned with my internal reality. At one point in time, it absolutely was. Um, But as we all know, how our internal creates our external. There were small shifts that started to take place. And I, I didn't even know that they were happening as they were happening, but they were right. The universe will give you these opportunities, these signs, these um, like breadcrumbs or soul nudges, as I call them, guiding you down the aligned direction of your soul's path and what it's wanting to learn. And so, um, the specific one happened about four and a half years ago. I had thought that I was supposed to be getting a couple of full-time positions. I'm not a full-time nine-to-fiver, so that in and of itself felt very outside of my comfort zone and like it didn't feel aligned, but I I thought, well, this is what people do. This is going to help set up stability in my life. Why not? And after being told that I would get these, I didn't get either of them. So there 
a beautiful sign from the universe. And it also created this opening of like, okay, well, if I'm not doing this, what do I want to be doing? And for the longest time, for about four years, I had been wanting to get a yoga certification. I, I just didn't have the time, I didn't have the energy, the space to do it, and it didn't feel aligned. Well, I had all this time and the space open up now. I'm like, well, what if I take this opportunity to go do it? And I, as we were speaking about, I didn't know why I had wanted to do Kundalini yoga, but that was the only certification that I wanted to do. I had never taken a full class in my life. I'd only done powerful meditations that had like manifested the craziest external results. Um, there were blended classes that I was a part of in New York that I knew it was, there were meditations from it and there was mantras, but I didn't exactly know what was happening, but I knew what I felt so deeply in my system and how it resonated on such a deep, profound level. Like this is the only one I want to be doing. And there were none happening in Minnesota. So I Googled, where in the world can we need yoga training? And the first place that popped up was my ashram in India. And as I'm sure many of us can attest to, when things are meant to be happening in our lives, there's so much flow and just one thing after another and it all lined up. And within a month, I was in India doing this training that I had no idea why intellectually, like my soul knew why, but I didn't know why. Um, why I was doing this, but I was here, I was across the world, different time zone. I'd never even wanted to be in India and I was in Rishikesh. Um, and for the first time in my life, my soul being in that space, doing these practices, meditating for 16 hours a day, my soul actually felt like it was home. Like it felt this deep locked in alignment that I, had never felt before in the world. So that was like one piece I'm like, holy sh SHIT, like this is, this is something, I don't know what it is. I don't fully know why I'm supposed to be here. And then throughout the course of that month, throughout the course of that training, um, I mean, when you are meditating 16 hours a day, you can't distract, I mean, you can distract yourself to a certain extent, but like, holy shit, you can't distract yourself. Um, because you are just there with you. All the things you didn't want to deal with, any of the shadows, any relationship issues, any parts of yourself that you, I mean, we are so good at distracting ourselves. I know I am, or at least I was in the past because I, I didn't want to look at certain things. I didn't want to accept, I'm gonna start crying right now. Like I didn't want to accept certain realities where when I was there undergo, like, I thought I was just going there for this uh, 200 hour teacher training and I wasn't. I went there to find myself and to instead of having this disjointed version of reality between my external world and my internal world, internal world, I actually started to find alignment from the inside and like why I was supposed to be here in this world what I was supposed to be doing, who I was supposed to be, how I was supposed to be, or how my soul wanted me to be showing up. I am a prof I'm in my past, my former life, I'm a professional actor and a concert pianist. And this is, that was like the one thing I knew for most of my life. 
Yet I never actually felt authentic in it. I never felt like I was fully me and coming from a place of wholeness and integration. We're three and a half weeks of a teacher training helped me to actually feel and know what the real me was and to be able to start to embody this and to move about in the world with this. And a part of that real me, which I had a couple of my beautiful teachers and now friends reflect back to me was, I had to get really, really honest and I had to stop lying to myself about certain truths that I held to be true and certain realities that I just didn't want to face. Um, and that meant letting go of certain parts of my own world that I knew and certain relationships such as like needing to end an engagement and being like, I, I can't continue down this road because it is so not aligned with who I am anymore. And there's nothing wrong. There's nothing bad. I don't like regret any of that. It just was no longer in alignment with who my soul was wanting to further grow into and further wanting to be. And I think that was one of the most challenging parts that I'm sure many of us can relate to is what are those truths in our own lives that we just don't necessarily want to face in those moments, but we have to because we know if we want to actually grow, then we have to get real with ourselves and we get to choose, right? Like we get to choose what we do with this information, but oftentimes when we uncover it, there's no, like we can't go back because it's like a light is shining or yeah, a light shines on this. And we're like, well, we can either try and cover it up or we can do what's really eff like effing uncomfortable and face it anyways with that trust and that faith that like, I know this is happening for a reason and I know I'm gonna be okay. And it's taken me a really, it's probably taken me since that time to fully understand what trust is and what faith is to be like, you know what? It is all okay. There is nothing wrong. It's all okay. It's all happening exactly as it should be. And I know this because I finally have that faith and that trust in myself, which allows me to then have that faith and trust in life. Wow. That was amazing. Thank you so much for sharing that story. And just, again, just your vulnerability. You are masterful at the vulnerability piece, I have to say. I love it. So, wow, there was so many little nuggets of wisdom and just so much depth in that story and kind of in a condensed time frame. And so I want to just circle back to a couple of things that you talked about and maybe see if you can just share a little bit more about them. One of those being, um, if we can go way back to the, the beginning of your story, where you had applied for a couple full-time jobs, you didn't get the jobs, the space opened in your life, and you decided now's the time I'm going to go do a yoga teacher training program. Specifically, I'm going to do kundalini yoga teacher training program. And But yet you had never actually taken a kundalini yoga class before. But you launched into this and you allowed yourself to just go with it and to really follow that. And I'm just wondering if you can speak more to that because I think a lot of times... For many of us, we might have a longing or a desire that points us in a certain direction, but logically it doesn't make sense or our mind can find so many reasons for why we shouldn't do that. 
How did you give yourself permission to travel to India and do a yoga teacher training in a style that you had never actually like directly taken a class in? That is a great question, Amy. <laughs> so thinking back into that time, I had a lot of knowings, but I didn't have vocabulary for it. So now reflecting back to it, I and reflecting honestly back all the way to my childhood, I can say that I there's a there's been a part of me that no matter what it was in life, if it was meant for me, it was meant for me and I knew it. And it wasn't forcing going after it. It would be all the aligned steps would happen, um, taking me to this next manifestation, taking me to what my soul was wanting in that time. And so honestly, reflecting back to that time, you can look at it in a couple of different ways um, of, was I approaching this out of ego or was I approaching this out of soul, right? Out of soul, out of trust, out of this is mine. Like this was meant for me. This is where I'm supposed to be headed next. And now reflecting back without a doubt, I know it was the latter of the two. I have, <laughs> I've always held this, um, this sense of fearlessness in my life. Like I am not afraid. There is so little that I am afraid of in life. So there was also this part of me that knew like, you know, maybe I will never, this might never be a career. I might never do anything with this information except have this experience that I am clearly supposed to be having next in my life. And that was enough knowing for me. And on top of that, I had a really deep spiritual practice at that time. I mean, I, I didn't just buy the plane ticket that second to leave. The preceding couple of weeks, I meditated with it every day. I connected deep in. I visualized like, what does this feel like? Um, I visualized what did it not feel like? What I held both of those realities. And then the last night that I decided to buy it, I had like meditated, I had chanted, I journaled. And the last thing I did was pull a tarot card and the tarot card, I believe it was the chariot, but it was basically, I ran out from my room to my partner of the time being like, partner, it looks like I'm going to India <laughs> with this tarot card. Um, granted, I had, I, I knew like there was a deeper knowing than just the metaphysical. Um, but yeah, it, it was definitely just like this, this deep knowing and this deep trust that like, holy crap, things were aligning exactly as they were supposed to be aligning for this specific opportunity to be taking place. I don't know why it's taking place right now, but I know that it's meant for me and I know that I'm supposed to be learning something. And then falling back into the trust of that being like, okay, it's all happening exactly as it's supposed to be. Yes. Awesome. So some fearlessness mixed with a little mystery, mixed with a little unknowing, <laughs> mixed with a little trust. <laughs> Sounds like the perfect recipe for heading to India <laughs> on an adventure. By yourself. By yourself. It sounds perfect. Um, so you also spoke, you mentioned when you were talking about your story, you mentioned your internal self and your external self, inner and outer being misaligned or not really 
living your life from your inner self and having your life created more around this kind of outer represent representation of self. And can you just speak a little bit more to that too? I don't know if that's going to be new language for some people that might be listening in, but maybe just speaking more to what those two inner and outer parts of you are, how we might identify them mm-hmm. um, for ourselves and, and what happens when you start living from that inner self place. I know you don't have to answer all three of those questions. <laughs> Sorry. Maybe just explain what is the inner and outer self and, and why is it ideal to align with your inner self? It sounds like it really changed your life when you dropped into that inner self. Mm-hmm. Well, there's a couple of different ways of looking at that inner self. And a major part of it is that connection that we have to that part of us that's intangible, that soul part. And it felt like I had moments throughout my life and glimpses where I was deeply connected to it. And it was also a a large chunk of it where I was completely disjointed. And so my my external world, right, like the reality uh, that we're living in, it felt very constructed by society. It felt constructed by what I was supposed to be doing, how I was supposed to be showing up, the person that quote unquote, I was was just supposed to to be. Um, And even some like familiar things of unknowingly going down paths in my life because it felt like that made my parents happy Mm -hmm. (laughs) or like parts that I I got to connect with, um, but that never, Sometimes it felt like me, but parts didn't. And so um, as I started to do more of this work first with personal development and then actually understanding and getting in touch with that soul self, um, those deeper parts of, of me, I realized just the, uh, the main relationship in my life, it was no longer aligned with me. I don't know, honestly, if it was ever aligned with me because I, I did not have that connection mm-hmm. with me um, and with how I wanted to show up and what I wanted to like bring to this world. I just didn't know that. Mm-hmm. And so I, I got swept along with, and I was living in New York at the time. And I do not take back any of those experiences. They all created and shaped who I am today. But who that was, that version of me, it feels very, very egoic. It feels very attached to the external, attached to like accolades, attached to prestige, attached to having a certain uh, perception of how my life was, the relationship I had, uh, the work I did, just like our life, as opposed to what it was actually like and how like deeply sad I was like I was so it was such a disconnect Mm -hmm. even from me and it was once I started to realize that disconnect I'm like holy crap I can't continue on living in the way that I've been living which probably also means I I can't continue on in this specific relationship Mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm. so do you think that you have to enter a path like a spiritual path or do you have to have like a meditation practice or go to therapy 
how does one get in touch with their inner self to even start to recognize that maybe they're they're living from more a more mm. surface place? Mm-hmm. What do you think is the the easiest path? Stillness. Stillness. Okay. Mm-hmm. Because stillness is meditation. Mm-hmm. Stillness is stillness and that deep presence with ourselves. And there's also a really deep level of trust and vulnerability mm-hmm. that you need to allow yourself to have with you because that's when you're actually, it's in the stillness that you're like, whoa, this feels in alignment. This feels out of alignment. This is where I want to be headed. This is not where I want to be headed. Um, so for anyone that doesn't have this like deep spiritual meditation or else there's, <laughs> I mean, free writing, journaling, even just asking yourself a question and then without thinking, letting your pen flow and seeing what comes out because nine times out of 10, it's probably not what you want to hear, but it's what you need to hear. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love that. Stillness, just getting still, connecting into presence, journaling. Those are some easy ways to just start to kind of get through the noise Mm -hmm. and get deeper in connection with yourself. Love that. Okay. One last thing I want to touch, touch on that was part of your story was this element of trust and surrender that you mentioned or spoke to towards the end of your story and just how you really had to come into this place of trusting trusting yourself so that you could trust life and trust the universe and trust your path unfolding. And I think that that's just really beautiful. And we all want to be able to probably have a little bit more trust in our own selves and in our own lives. So is there anything that really allowed you to come to that place of trust or are just there any other words that you can add to the idea of trust and yeah so i would say the biggest thing that's changed my life to be able to trust again has nothing to do with the external it's (laughs) uh it's actually doing inner child work and doing Mm -hmm. abandonment work to let yourself know letting that inner child know you are okay i'm here for you i'm never gonna leave we are here and it's gonna be okay And so once you can like connect back in, connect back in, just reassure yourself, fully feel that, fully feel that, you know it's going to be okay. You know life is going to be okay. Because it only, it sends you those experiences to grow you and still, you're going to be okay. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't mean that life doesn't get sticky at times or sad or scary, if you will. But it simply means that you know you have your own back and you know you've got you. And then once you know that, you can then also trust that life has got you. Yeah. Or the universe or God. Mm. And that's been my biggest, biggest lesson, biggest, biggest takeaway with um, these concepts of trust and surrender. But it's been fully being able to trust me mm-hmm. and not abandon me. Mm, yeah, I love that inner child work. I'm a huge advocate of that as well. So I love that you brought that piece in because it's true. We have these little 
children inside of us <laughs> that we need to kind of scoop up sometimes <laughs> and reassure like, hey, that was a shitty situation, but we're okay. And mm-hmm. we're in this together and we're going to get through it and it's going to be okay. So I love that. And I think that that's actually a really sweet place to wrap up our time together, leaving folks with this idea of attending to their inner child to come into a place of deeper trust within themselves and with life. I love that. I think it's really beautiful. And you're a beautiful (laughs) representation of that or symbol of that, I think, just because you walk with that and you hold that vibration inside of you. So thank you. Thank you again for being here today, Allie, and just sharing your energy with us and your story with us. And I'll be sharing your links, your website link, your social media links in the show notes. So for anybody who wants to check Allie out, you can definitely just click on those links to get more information about her. But Allie, do you want to just share briefly what you do, how people can work with you? Do you have anything special coming up in the next month that you want to let people know about? Yeah, yes, absolutely. Uh, So I primarily do one-on-one transformational life and spiritual coaching. And so some of the work that we dive into, we actually kind of touched upon. um, I, so we do a lot of inner child work, a lot of abandonment work. We do a lot of just really helping us to get in touch with your soul, who it is, why you are here, what you came here to do. And a lot of times what blocks this are those subconscious limiting beliefs, those programs that we've been operating on. And so a major part of it is really getting into and and starting to um, break apart those limiting beliefs to help you connect deeper in with you and your purpose and what you came here to do. Um, So that's some of the work that we do with my one-on-one coaching. And on top of that, I do a few different types of readings and healings. These can be done in person if you're in Minneapolis, or I do these over Zoom as well. But I do human design readings, astrology, numerology, sometimes a combination of all three. And then I also do sound healing and Reiki energy work healings as well out of Minneapolis or again online and I am running a couple of really uh like to say juicy sales happening for the Christmas months they're perfect for gifts if you're looking for a gift for a friend or special someone or just yourself and helping you get really clear as we are ending 2022 getting into 2023 um it's really nice to sometimes just have some outside guidance yeah oh my gosh for sure and yeah all of those things I think would be amazing I mean I love the human design astrology stuff and I think that is so helpful to when you're transitioning into a new year to get that insight so check out Allie Fitzpatrick everybody so much um, goodness awaiting for you there (laughs) with her So thanks again, Allie. Thanks everyone for listening and I'll catch you on the next episode. Hey, thank you so much for listening into today's episode. 
If you have a story of awakening that you'd like to share, I'm seeking guests for future episodes. There's a link in the show notes where you can apply. And I would so love to hear from you and to learn about your personal story. And if this topic is your jam, if you enjoy hearing stories about awakening and you enjoyed the episode today, please leave a review. Reviews are a great way to help this podcast reach more people. So I would really appreciate your positive words and your five-star review. Thank you again for being here. Have a beautiful day.